Hey, everybody. Hello. How's everybody doing? Welcome to Something Seems Queer. Yeah, we're all ready for our, our episode this week. Also, it's a big day today. Oh, why is that? You don't know? No. It's the start of Virgo season. <laughs> I should know that. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. Thank God. I am so ready for Virgo season. I also wish you all would have seen my face because I thought there was something really scary she was going to tell me. For Everybody's going to get organized and yeah. make lists. Yeah. I, I, school starts for me tomorrow. School does not start for me tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Four classes. <laughs> so yeah. that's great. And my yeah. birthday is... In 13 days. Yep, yep. From the day of recording. Dirty 30. When it comes out, it'll be a little over a week. Yeah. I do want to give a shout out today. Am I allowed to do a shout out? Yeah. We've we've not discussed shout outs, I suppose. Well, it's to you. Wait, to me? To you, yeah. For Virgo season? Well, I mean, we could say that. I was also going to say for being so awesome and editing all these podcasts and doing everything for it, literally, besides what... Enjoy it. Yeah. So I just wanted to say kudos, Angela. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And you basically nail it. You guys have no idea what she edits out. I mean, it's all funny, and I really think she should keep it in. uh, But it is just us babbling a lot. So, Or me not being able to say words, (laughs) uh, even though we just look them up. Things like that. Yeah. So do you want me to just get into it this time? Yeah, I I can't think of anything else besides celebrating that it's Virgo season. Yeah. It's hot again today. uh, I just wanted to make it clear that it's hot again. I, I actually have three beverages. Um, in order to keep the Coke theme going, since we had the Coke theme last week, uh-huh. um, we are having cherry Coke pulled pork today. So oh. I have the last of the cherry Coke. I have some Monster that I didn't finish drinking that it's way too late for me to drink, but I'm going to drink it anyway. Well, and some water. I just have water. I'm cooler. All right. Let's get into this. All right. Okay. I like weird things. I think we've all established that. Mm-hmm. The suggestion for me this week, because... Uh, Angela told me she had something a little little heavy uh, and eh. then changed her mind. She changed eh. her mind. Still heavy. Oh. Not as heavy. Oh, okay. Well, then I wanted to go light, easy, and short because I knew that hers was going to be a, a little bit more. So uh, that made it easy for me. So I picked something exciting that was not going to be like super long. Okay. Give me a minute to get into what it is. Okay. okay. So I got a little backstory here. It all started with a suggestion of looking up weird things that were found in people's walls when they were mm. renovating. Mm-hmm. Okay. There have been like oodles of different things found in one walls. There was um, a McDonald's cup from the 1988 Olympics um, <laughs> in there. They find a lot of soda cans and beer cans. Sometimes they're full. Sometimes they're empty. Sometimes they look pristine and like they've Weird. just come on. Yeah. And sometimes they look like trash. So oh. it's, it's kind of interesting. Um, there was a really cool looking marriage certificate found from 19, or excuse me, 1895. Ooh. Yeah, 1995. That's not that exciting. <laughs> uh, but 1895 is. That is exciting. Um, obviously, people found cash because, um, as you know, from like the Great Depression or mm-hmm. like any other time where people were super, super anti-bank and things like that, or they just wanted to save it, um, they would hide it. And actually, I re- did read one story where somebody found like a whole bunch of money and whoever actually owned the place originally like they tried to come back and get the money because that was Mm -hmm. their parents money or something like that and also the people who own the house currently wanted it but also the person who found it wanted it well right so it was like oh basically in the end nobody really got anything because they had a bunch of lawsuits basically nothing much happened from that um and then the other things that they find sometimes are witch bottles 
written charms and shoes. Oh. Yeah. So, uh. I know. I didn't tell you this, but I guess I feel like I should. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm feeling a little witchy today. Oh. So we're going with the last three because those are actually witchy things. Okay, see, I thought you said witch <laughs> yeah. bottles, but I was like, oh, I did. what's a witch bottle? Well, so that's I figured what I'm I would here just for. let it go. <laughs> I am here for it, okay? I'm ready. Because I'm feeling witchy. Yes. Literally. I looked up a little bit about the three things um, that were witch-related, which were the witch bottles, mm-hmm. the written charms, and shoes. Okay. <laughs> now, before I... Shoes. Yeah, shoes. I know that one seems a little weird, but it all kind of makes sense. So before I get into this, I do want to make this clear because I was super confused when I was looking at it because I was like, people hate witches. They're all like, I'm going to kill you. Why would they have something witch-related in their house to ward off witches? That doesn't seem like it makes sense. We are going way, way, way back. Okay. okay. We're going back to before the whole Salem witch trials and before everybody hated witches mm. and this was actually mm. back when people lots of people believed in witchcraft and um all that kind of stuff basically back then when when this was going on when they were putting these items and things in the houses it was um way back in like the 16th century 17th century so it was mm-hmm. like a really really long time ago so in addition to whatever random physical world things that were happening back then which was like dysentery Uh People not having hygiene and just lots of gross things and people just dying. They also had supernatural forces that they all actually believed in at the time. So they all believed in like the witchcraft, fairies, ghosts, demons, things like that. Which I mean, yeah, people still should. Yeah, I I don't disagree necessarily because there are creepy, creepy things. Um, But also, besides the ghosts, this was like the stuff that they said, that's why people had bad luck or that's why people were sick. So, like, after people were sick or if people had, like, long illnesses, they all just said, oh, it must be that witchcraft something or other. I'm going to be honest, I could have really gone really deep into this, and I did not. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a feeling that I'm going to later. I'm going to find something much more specific to um, do this on. But it was very normal during this time period for everybody to believe this. So it wasn't that anybody was weird for believing it. Also, you're not weird for believing it now. But I'm just saying that Everybody did back then and nobody hated it and looked down upon you. Mm -hmm. Everybody thought it. Right. So that kind of meant that they were, I don't want to say they're friends with witches, but they didn't not like witches because they had to use them to make things such as witch bottles. I'm going to get into a little history lesson. Okay. Rudder. This is a bit about folk magic. That is what it is. Do you know what folk magic is, Angela? I don't, but I'm excited to hear about it. You nodded. I kind of thought you knew. It sounds like something that I would like. I know. So. And that's kind of why I was like, did you know? <laughs> oh, darn. Okay. So um, basically, it's protecting against evil spirits and any kind of magical attack that might happen. Mm. And it's things so that they can counteract what witches could do to them. They also have different kind of counter magical devices that will draw the, the witches in or whatever other spirit in and trap them so that the actual owners of the house or whoever the, the supernatural forces were actually coming after mm-hmm. would be... Okay, because they will go after whatever else it was. And that's actually why they had the whole um, shoes, the witch bottles, oh, and the charms. So okay. all of these things have different meetings a little. Obviously, I'm going to um, tell you, I don't know the exact answer. Because when you hear about witch stuff, where is it that you get the information from? Is it witches or is it people that condemned the witches? 
Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> I get it. Actually, one of the things that I was reading, um, which I didn't get all the way through, I was reading part of it, and it was basically talking about how there's this really good book where they specifically are trying to learn more from the witches than they were the people that condemned them, which gotcha. makes sense because the people that condemned them, who knows what they're saying? Right, exactly. So this way they could find out a little bit more. I'm going to talk about the witch bottles because I'm sure that's the one that you're like, what in hay is a witch bottle? Yes, I'm, Yeah. Confused. Okay. Which bottles are uh, little bottles? Okay, that are filled with things. Early bottles were salt glazed bottles that were stoneware, and they were called Bartman jugs. Bartman. I know that's why I left it <laughs> Bartman, because um, uh, it was there were a couple other ones. Also, I could say that one, so I wanted to use it. But um, Bartman is actually German for beard. So I did um, not know that. I didn't either. And a bearded guy was on the outside of the bottle. Now, I tried to look into it a little bit more about why a bearded man, because I thought that was a little odd. Like, who cares? But I guess it has something to do with some other kind of folklore that was about a mythical wild man creature back in the 14th century Northern European folklore that they had. Oh. Yeah. Basically, it was like a person that they would capture and they weren't sure if it was a man or a beast. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why that has to do with anything and why it's on a jug. With a beard? Yeah. Well, yeah, because he was he was wild. Sounds like my type. Well, I know, obviously. <laughs> Basically, then those were on the, on the jugs, and um, uh, later they were uh, just bottles made of glass. I'm sorry, um, small glass vials, and then just other kind of containers. It okay. really didn't matter. What do you think is inside of a witch bottle? Teeth. Teeth. Teeth can be inside of it. Yes. Bugs. No. Herbs. Rosemary. That's yeah. an herb. Yeah. Salt. Ah, uh, no, I didn't know. Rocks. No. One Hair. More yes. <gasps> oh, good job. Okay. I was like, you're going to get it. I know you're going to guess it randomly. I was because you around would. it. Yeah. You were, you were surrounding <laughs> it. Okay. The things that are found in there are the victim. The victim is the person that is thought that the bell is cast on. I see. And, so they're the ones yeah. that are wanting the protection. Yes, thank you. I knew that you would help me <laughs> if I said it slow enough and you would answer that. Thank you. So it was that person. It would have their urine in there. It would have hair clippings, nail clippings, and then you would find some rosemary pins, needles. Those were usually bent. Red wine sometimes. Oh. There's also been blood in there and other things. Well. So I just uh, went with those because, I mean, the big point of these witch bottles was to have the the energy, the supernatural, whatever it was, to instead of sniff out the actual person, to sniff out an item that smelled like that person and go there instead. So that would be the witch bottle because it has the ear and the hair clippings and all that stuff. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. The the hope is then is that, that that supernatural energy goes, plunges into that item Mm-hmm. And then something happens because of what's in there. They expect that supernatural spirit to be impaled by the pins and needles, which is good. That uh, is good. They're also going to probably drown in that wine. Or get drunk. I mm, Drown in the wine. Well, whatever. Also sent away by the rosemary because apparently they don't like rosemary. Oh, I love I, rosemary. I was just going to say I prefer thyme. Basically, what's inside of these then is supposed to like, you know, ward them off and, and get rid of those bad spirits. So where where are these? In the walls? Well, yeah, they're in the walls because I already told you that. They're obviously in other places, Lois. I wouldn't ask it again. Underground? In the roof? Yes. 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 Uh, okay. And the, the I want you to say beneath the hearth because that's the first why, thing I know you're saying. That's what you're saying. Why would that be the first thing that I would think You would never say, say it. And that's why I said it. Beneath then. the hearth. 
Very good. I, I knew it. Yeah, I know. Good first job. guess. Excellent. I hope you edit it. So it sounds <laughs> Due like to editing, were... it will be my first guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> they had it beneath the hearth because all of these places, actually, that they have them are very logical places, if you think about it, because they're trying to keep the spirit out, right? Yeah. So they're going to have them in places where they're known to have, like, witches or supernatural things can come in. Okay. So beneath the hearth, uh, in the roof, like, in the mm-hmm. rafters somewhere, in the walls... Mm-hmm. And a big one that they had was the chimneys. And that was because... Oh, I, could, I could see that. Yeah, because that was like a direct mm-hmm. boom up to the sky. And they just thought that was not good. They also put them in the farthest corner of the properties. I assume that's just to really, really ward them off. Like, hopefully keep them away from everything. Yeah. And not just the, the location of where they are. But they would... um They're like hidden, hidden. Huh. It, so you can't just find these. The only way that you'll actually find this stuff is by, like, a renovation and, like, a big-time renovation. Let's see. I'm going to go into some of the other ones because those are also cool. Shoes, boots. Why would they have those? And the walls? Oh, yeah, they're hidden. Yeah. Because they're evil? The shoes are evil? Listen. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I was clear about what you were saying. I... I'm throwing it out there. I'm trying to stay on theme here. I, I also want to be clear that you did a very good thought before you actually said that. You were thinking. I saw your face. Like, oh, so I will, I'll take it. But no, that's not the answer. It's actually because it's another type of item that they thought that witches would kind of go to instead of the people. Because back then, people didn't get new shoes all the time. What they did is they would go to a Cobbler. shoe dude. Yeah, a cobbler. And they would have them resold and refixed. Mm-hmm. And they would have them for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. So it would mold to their feet. And it was said to then have the characteristics of the of the owner. So oh. they felt that they would have enough of their characteristics that it would be, you know, uh, something that the, the witch or evil spirit would go to instead of the actual person. So, uh, yeah, I I thought that one was really cool. But what would the shoe do? Because remember, the other one had, the witch bottle had all that stuff in it, and it had some things. Yeah. So what, what's a shoe going to do? Nothing. No, a shoe does something. Step on them? I mean, that was kind of good. But no, oh, shoes don't nothing. <sighs> what it does is, it might trap them. In a shoe? Hey, you know, it could happen. It could act as a decoy. Oh. So that the evil spirit thinks that it is the owner. They do their magic. Mm-hmm. And then they're just tired. So they're done and they go away. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Those were the options. <laughs> Fucking same. So, yeah. But I'm, I'm all good with it, though. Like, I think that could be cool because you, you never know what it is. Again, like I said, we don't really know all of it. So it's just interesting to hear the theories of what was behind it and why those specific things were kept. Yeah. I do like the idea of it. Because they have them so long and they're molded in the characteristics and such. I actually like the idea of the shoe. The shoes and stuff, they're also found in the same places as the uh, witch bottles and such. Um, those are mostly found in walls, though. Um, I don't think I've, when I was looking, I didn't hear about any beneath the hearth. That was a big one for the, the witch bottle. But the other thing that they had a lot of was the witch markings. And those would be um, any kind of markings that are thought of as on a witch. So then they would put them on the beams or the top of um, doorways or window openings or fireplaces anywhere around the, the entrances. And have you ever heard that you should put a penny above your doors to keep goblins out? No. 
Oh, really? But I like it. When I moved into my place now, I have pennies all around the tops of my doorways. You're actually not joking, and I've, <laughs> no. I, I've never seen them. I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Okay. And those pennies staying on my doors. So the markings also that they had were they would have like pentagrams mm-hmm. or uh, sometimes they had intertwined letters like a V and an M for Virgin Mary. Oh. You know, th- crazy things in order to basically just keep the witches out. You never mm-hmm. know um, what you were going to find. And they, they do find things. And sometimes they just look like pretty ornate things. And then they realize that, oh, that's actually like a witch thing. Oh. Um, so some of them um, include like the daisy wheel and solomon's knot and basically uh the point of those are they're they're basically infinite they keep on going in like loops and things like that and they're meant to just confuse the witch Mm -hmm. that's that's the point of those so basically these were all just really weird random things that i enjoyed learning about but they also had a couple things that I didn't want to learn about. And I did want to make sure that people knew that they also have mummified cats um, and horse skulls and a few other things. I just didn't feel the need to learn more about a yeah. mummified cat. Um, it looked uncomfortable while I was looking through the pictures. I wasn't really happy about it. But I did really like uh, learning about this because it's. I'm so used to hearing about how ah, witches were terrible, mm-hmm. ah, you know, from the whole... Um, Salem witch trial and everything. But in this case, these were all um, people that enjoyed witchcraft and things like that and learning about how people were using it to basically ward off evil spirits from their house. That's that what the point was. Yeah. And actually, the the first article that I read was about um, somebody who is an architect who he had started to learn about it um, from some of the older people that he had worked with. Mm-hmm. and how they had found these markings or shoes or whatnot in a lot of them were in Europe, but there were some in the US. And um, basically, he just wanted to write it all down. Because the funny thing is, is when I looked on Wikipedia, it said that there weren't that many uh, witch bottles found in the US, or a whole lot of that stuff. And that is actually not true. But the problem is, is that people don't always write it down. Right. So um, because of that, it just seems like there weren't as many, but but there really were. So it was um, cool to learn about that. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, just interesting. Well, that's very fascinating. Very spooky. Yeah, I thought a little spook would do. They were entering Virgo season with style here. So my story this week is the curse of Lake Lanier. I don't know what you're talking about, but your <laughs> face is smiley as sin. I'm excited. I get excited getting to share these things with people that don't know about it. You know I knew nothing about this. Come and I think if I was less into like urban legends, I probably wouldn't know about it either. Mm-hmm. Oh, you knew about this one already? Yes. Well, oh. I have heard of it. Okay. Um, I didn't know everything about it. Okay. But I knew that there was a curse associated with it. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Lake Lanier is located in northern Georgia, about 60 miles from Atlanta. The shoreline spans 692 miles and extends through five counties. At its deepest point, it's 258 feet deep. So it's it's deep. Lake Lanier is man-made and is the largest lake in Georgia, and even sports a chain of islands that were originally huge hill formations before the lake. When Lake Lanier was being created, it was littered with problems from the very beginning. Funding was such a huge issue that they had to start and stop the project a handful of times before it actually finished. I'm just going to say government. 
<laughs> Fucking A. I understand that federal government. And the states of Florida, Georgia, and Alabama were all in a fight over the water flow requirements, consumption <laughs> caps, how the water should be used, whether it should go to the water supply, hydroelectricity, or recreation. Okay, I see. There's um, I mean, so many. Here's the thing that I find interesting. What were the three states again? Georgia, Alabama. Florida. And Florida. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now, I looked it up on Google Map, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's legit in Georgia. It's not even close to the other two. If anything, I would think Tennessee would have a thing with it. But mm-hmm. In addition, there was a lot of really destructive things that happened when the lake was being built. The U.S. government started rapidly buying land, companies, farmers' residences, and everything they could along where the lake was so that they could make it into the lake. Because they didn't just want this tiny little lake, they wanted it huge, so they just bought out the land so they could, what I would think is, destroy it and then put a lake over it. That's what I, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. They did not. Oh. They put the lake over it, but everything just stayed standing. So there is corner stores, there's country roads, there is... Like in a lake? Houses all on the bottom of Lake Lanier. That sounds like the coolest thing ever. So if you were to walk on the bottom of the lake, it would just be like walking in a ghost town. Spooky. I, yeah, it's very spooky. They said a lot of them are eerily still intact. Yeah, that is creepy. And there's 20 cemeteries (laughs) that the lake is over too. So it's cemeteries. They said, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, that they moved the bodies and everything. We all know how that happens. There's no way to tell if they for real moved the bodies. Mm -hmm. We all know they didn't. Did they do it at night with a covered wagon? (laughs) Fucking maybe. They were probably in the catacombs of Paris for all we know. So besides (laughs) the spooky presence of like the whole ghost town underwater, there is a lot of strange things about Lake Lanier. Do people like swim there or something? They do. It's super popular for swimming, boating, tubing, whatever people do. Sorry, I just think it's interesting with the city below again. I just thought about that. And there's like places to camp around and stuff. Okay, all right. So... Over the years, there's been an excessive amount of deaths associated with the lake, ranging from boating accidents, drownings, and even a number of drivers who lost control and crashed into the lake. Oh. So there are cars at the bottom of the lake, too. They're just chilling. That aren't related to the city. No. (laughs) It's, I mean, some are. Yeah. Some are. I found a picture and you can see like some kids toys that are like at the bottom of the Okay, lake. that sounds extra spooky. I'm just going to check it out right now while you're speaking. Yeah, it's uh There are a lot of stories of boats hitting something in the water, but nothing is there. Yeah. <laughs> I already knew you were going to say nothing was there. And then a lot of boats that capsize for no reason or rogue waves that just seem to kind of come out of nowhere without any warning. I feel like Lake Lanier is haunted. Yeah. I mean, there, you know, there's a curse. It's cursed. There's a death curse. A lot of the drownings are so strange because many of them happen close to shore. And a lot of the people who drowned were really strong swimmers. I was just going to say, I bet those were swimmers too. Yeah, they're strong swimmers mm. and the conditions were really calm, but somehow they drowned. Some of the people who have almost drowned and live to talk about it say that they feel like something is pulling them under and holding them there. And they also say that sometimes it feels like 
the air just suddenly leaves your lungs without being pulled down just like as a second thing to happen. So I'm just going to say like I could see the whole pulling down like I can feel like that would be something but that whole air thing is extra. Mm -hmm. Some people who have drowned close to shore have their bodies turn up nowhere from where they drown and it's said that ghostly forces are dragging them through the water before they dispose of the body. I know. Mm-mm. I'm nauseous. Mm-mm. <laughs> in 2011, the rumor of Lake Lanier and the curse got a lot more publicity uh, when a total of 17 people died. When? In 2011. 17 people died just on the lake in, quote, freak accidents. Okay, then. Yeah, that would get some, yeah, publicity. In 2012, it continued with a string of violent deaths. Uh, The first was on June 18th, 2012, when a nine-year-old and his brother, who was 13, were riding on a pontoon out in the lake, and they were struck and killed by a speeding boat. What? And then a few weeks after that, on July 9th, an 11-year-old was tubing and was hit by a family acquaintance in a jet ski. What? A lot of people on social media after this happened were insisting that it was evil and vile and that people need to stay out of the lake. Wait, is there more? There's a lot more. Okay, never mind. I will give you my opinion after. (laughs) Well, those were the most high-profile deaths to occur on the lake. These sort of accidents and drownings have been happening since the lake first opened to the public. Oh. In addition to the countless freak accidents, Lake Lanier has been the location of bizarre unsolved mysteries. Ooh. So first, we're going to look at Kelly Nash. Okay. Kelly Nash went missing from his home in Buford, Georgia, on January 5th, 2015, at 4 a.m. Okay. Nash woke up with flu-like symptoms and told his girlfriend, Jessica Sexton, that he felt terrible and should probably see a doctor before going back to bed. Okay. At 4 in the morning. Okay. He's just like, I feel sick. I'm going to go see a doctor right now. Okay. So Sexton woke up again at 7.30 a.m. to find that Nash was gone, but he didn't take his wallet, car keys, or ID with him. Hmm, that's not good. When he still didn't show back up that night, he called the police, and it was discovered that there was a 9mm pistol missing from the house. A massive search was launched, and a $50,000 reward was offered for any information. A month after his disappearance, on February 8th, Nash's body was found badly decomposed in Lake Lanier. He was still wearing the pajama pants and dark shirt that he went to bed with, And although there was no other major trauma on his body, he had one single gunshot wound to the head. The crime is still unsolved. And they still don't know why he woke up in the middle of the night and insisted that he leave. They don't know why he went to the the lake. They don't know why he insisted on leaving. That's just weird. And they still don't know for sure if it was foul play or um, something else. Oh. Hannah Truelove was a 16-year-old Gainesville High School student who had gone missing from an apartment complex near Lake Lanier, where she lived with her mother on the morning of August 21st, 2012. The following day, Hannah's body was found in a wooded area by the lake. The girl had been stabbed multiple times. 
What makes this case even creepier is that Hannah had sent a series of tweets the day before she went missing. She was talking about how she was discontent with her life in general. Okay. Um, how she felt like she had a stalker. Mm. How she said she's so scared right now. But Hannah's father said that his daughter never mentioned it to anyone else. So there is authorities were kind of like, well, is this... Hey, we're playing around on Twitter. A real thing, or is this just a 16-year-old being a 16-year-old? Yeah. Because I'm sure when I was 16, I was like, ugh, life, everything is terrible. Don't act like you were like that. We know you were like that. I was. I was a a scene, my space kid. Everything was terrible. Yes. No one understood me. Days leading up to her death, no one said that they noticed anything different about her. She didn't seem jumpy or freaked out. And no one had noticed anything weird the day of the murder. So basically, it was just those weird Twitter things, which who knows if what those were. Yeah. And that was all. And they have no Mm. leads. They never arrested anyone. They had absolutely no idea what had happened. I mean, she obviously didn't stab herself. Right. So, ooh. So with all of that, um, we'll kind of go back to the actual lake itself. So besides the mysterious forces pulling swimmers underwater and causing boats to capsize. Yeah, I don't want to go swimming there, by the way. There are a lot more paranormal things that happen on Lake Lanier. There has been occasional reports of a mysterious raft equipped with a lantern and a pole Uh, ridden by a shadowy figure that uses a pole to push it along. We all know that's not from nowadays. That sounds like an old school creepy ghost thing. It allegedly appears and disappears out of nowhere. In one account, two fishermen saw the raft while out on the lake fishing at 1 a.m. And they said the raft was around half a mile away. And at one point, the figure shouted something at the two fishermen. Oh. So, you know, they thought that maybe, I don't know, he was stuck. Or So then the shadowy figure jumped out of the boat Uh and started swimming towards them. Again, I don't like this. So the two fishermen like yanked their lines up and they're like, no, we are out of here. We're done. And they said they turned around to kind of take a better look. And he was completely gone. The raft was gone. The water was extremely calm. Like nothing had happened. Oh, dear. And lastly, and this is kind of, I think, the most evidence-backed one. Okay. Is that there are said to be gigantic catfish in the lake. Okay. Which I actually think that there's an episode on River Monster about this. I probably should have checked before I left, but I think I remember watching this episode. But the catfish can get anywhere from five to seven feet long. Ew. So it's like a foot taller than me if I... I, I was going to say it's taller than you and that's about all I was going with. Which is, yeah, really crazy. Big. Yeah. So they're said to swallow dogs whole and can even attack swimmers if you get too close to them. Oh. These catfish are said to be particularly attracted to the deep waters below Buford Dam. Okay. There are various accounts of divers working in the area who have seen these catfish and it freaked them out so much that they said that they would absolutely not continue to work in this place. That's because catfish are scary. Mm -hmm. One of the most popular local tales about a giant catfish is about a truck that carried chickens. Okay. Which ran off the bridge in the 1980s. Okay. When divers were sent in to examine the wreckage, they said that the catfish were the size of 12-year-old boys. Oh. And that they gathered around the sunken truck and engaged in a ravenous feeding frenzy. I was going to say, there weren't any chickens left, were there? No. They said they were swallowing the chickens whole. Oh. So it's... 
kind of unclear what specific thing causes everything at Lake Lanier. It's just a whole lot of everything. Yeah, so that is the curse of Lake Lanier. There's definitely a lot more information to see about it. I just didn't want to make it too particularly long. That was uh, good. I think I like it because um, that's an extraordinarily large amount of happenings to happen in one place Mm -hmm. to not have it seem like there's something bad there. Right. So that, yeah, that's, that's just kind of like the Bermuda Triangle kind of. Yeah. Something's obviously going on there. That was cool. I like that one. Yeah. Nice little haunting. Yeah, it's a little, something a little creepy. A little fun for the day. Excellent. I don't know. I don't, I I already did my shout out. (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just there's not much going on these days because of quarantine. So yeah. Virgo season. Virgo season. Virgo season. All right, I hope everybody has a killer week. Um, I'm hoping that we can get two episodes out. Yeah, we're going to try. This week. So we'll see if that happens or not. But peace out, yo. Bye.